Have you ever given thought to the spirit realm? Do you believe that the spirit realm really exists? What is the spirit realm? Is it something that Christians should be aware of? Well, in today's episode of Hardcore Christianity, Caitlin and I attempt to answer the question, is the spirit realm real, using the Bible as our guide. We'll share our personal thoughts on the validity of the spirit realm. We'll examine if and how the spirit realm affects our physical world. We'll discuss whether it is important for believers to know about the spirit realm. And we'll explore what the Bible says about the spirit realm. If you've ever wondered if there is an invisible world that God operates within that affects our physical world, you'll want to stick around for this episode of Hardcore Christianity. Well, thank you, Caitlin, for joining me for another episode of Hardcore Christianity. This one's a little challenging, a little different. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the spirit realm. Uh, But before we get into the meat of the episode, why don't we start by defining what we're talking about when we're saying spirit realm? What would be a definition that you would think to use? So I'm going to read the one that um, you provided me because I'm less familiar with (laughs) this world. Um, But uh, the spirit world, according to spiritualism, is the world or realm inhabited by spirits, both good or evil, of various spiritual manifestations. Whereas religion regards an inner life, the spirit world is regarded as an external environment for spirits. Although independent from the natural world, both the spirit world and the natural world are in constant interaction. Through mediumship, these worlds can consciously communicate with each other. The spirit world is sometimes described by mediums from the natural world in trance. Wow. Well, I look at that uh, definition and I, you know, I don't really 100% agree with that as far as looking, seeing from a a biblical point of view. Um, That is from Wikipedia, the one that you just read, uh, is what they kind of highlighted as what the spirit realm is. Um, But I don't, you know, I've looked and I looked for definitions of what... uh, um, um, you know, just the natural secular um, definitions would be. And I, I couldn't find one that I think reflect biblically what mm. the spirit realm is, uh, is supposed to be. This is, this is my definition that I would say okay. uh, in, in the absence of, of what I think is. And this is just my opinion as to that I don't think that these are, are well, it's not my opinion. When, it, when the one that you mentioned is talking about spiritualism, that goes in a whole other direction. But uh, what I think that the Bible is talking about when I'm talking about biblical, spiritual, the spiritual realm in the biblical sense is that it is a real plane of existence where angels and other ethereal beings move and operate. And it is a realm or, in my opinion, an alternate dimension even that can that cannot be seen with the naked eye. And I would even argue that this is the place where heaven exists, where uh, the angels and where, um, you know, the biblical explanations of what uh, heaven is and Justin and I did an episode on heaven not too long ago too, and I think that that's where that's where heaven, the heavenly realms and the heavenly things exist. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's I my and this is not biblical. I this is my um, interpretation of what I think the Bible is saying, is that when you look up into heaven, uh, there was a story in the Bible, of course, when Stephen got stoned to death. And he looked up and he saw heaven. And there is, a st- of course, when Jesus was baptized and he looked up and it says heaven was torn open and he saw heaven. I'm thinking that heaven is really an alternate dimension. When he's looking up at heaven, he's not looking at the, uh, the, the, the sky and the clouds and, and he sees God on a cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost as if he's looking through the clouds or through the sky 
into the heavenly realm. And there's scripture to back up a lot of what I'm saying, which we'll get to later in the episode. All this to say is that the spirit realm is an invisible place where angels operate and other beings, and we'll discuss this later. And, 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 and it's a really tough topic to talk about because my guess, and is backed up by some of the um, uh, statistics, is that a lot of believers don't think too deeply on the spirit realm, as Guilty. in a lot of other very, very unnatural occurrences. So to say that's to say that, that anyway that's my that's my definition just a, an invisible place where angels and 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 God's work happens behind the scenes that we cannot see. Mm. Can I ask you a question? Sure. When you talk about an, a, a, another dimension, does that mean like a, a a a physical space somewhere outside of the planet Earth, or like another dimension where like there are creatures walking around us that we can't see, feel, or touch? Part two. Your answer Ooh. too is what I is what is what I I would imagine, okay. um, because I believe that uh, you know that when um, when God intervenes and something miraculous happens, it is happening in the spiritual. The effect is happening in the spiritual realm, in the physical realm, mm-hmm. but the action is taking place in the heavenly spiritual. Uh, yeah, spiritual realm. So okay. we'll get a little bit into that. I know it's. I know it may be a, a difficult topic for some people, but I believe that there are some, uh, you know, as we know, there are uh, several different denominations. Some denominations focus more on other, on some parts of the Bible than others. So I think that a topic like this would be more palatable toward people who are uh, more open to um, the miraculous. But I think that it is also a topic that every believer should be aware of. Which is why, leads me to our next question. I mean, why are we asking this question? Do you think it's an important question? And if so, why why is it important to talk about? Yeah, no, I think, and I'll, I'll be honest here, David. I, when we um, first talked about having, like talking about this conversation in this podcast, I had not spent a lot of time actively thinking about the spiritual realm. Um, and it was actually doing this, the research for this podcast that I became really fascinated by this whole discussion. I think it's something that, we as Christians, uh, especially myself growing up in a conservative community, it's not really something we talk about very much. In addition to that, I've been raised in um, a Western civilization, which I think very much focuses on the here and now, the mm-hmm. tactical palpable right in front of me uh, situation. And I'm also a natural skeptic. So don't really know if I believe in the accuracy of palm reading or my ast- my astrological <laughs> sign. Is mm-hmm, that how you say mm-hmm. that? And so it's not something that I've really spent a lot of time thinking about. But the more I've read about this, I think that these, these um, spiritual forces have a lot of impact in what happens in our world today. Um, I think it's very, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, it was very evidential in scripture that the spiritual realm was a part of everyday decisions that were happening mm-hmm. uh, amongst people. And now I think there are also consequences to what's happening in this this other dimension, as you've you've mentioned it. And not only that, but our beliefs in the paranormal world directly impact the way that we live our lives. Um, whether consciously or subconsciously. So I don't know. I'm really excited to talk about this. I think there's some really unique facts about it as well that I'm sure we'll get into. Well, let me pull out a couple of quotes that I found online. I love pulling out quotes because then it's it's not me talking. It's it's someone else who's more intelligent maybe than me that, that can get, lend some credibility to my arguments. But this is from adachristian.org, 
And the quote is, We limit ourselves to the material world, but there are many people today who deny the spiritual dimension, deny that there is something else beyond the physical. They say there is no spiritual world, that there is no real world other than the material. And then BillyGram.org. I love pulling him up because I know he's got credibility, uh, even even uh, though he has passed on. Uh, BillyGram.org says, It is strange that the world accepts enthusiasm in every realm but the spiritual. The world appreciates and understands emotion and enthusiasm until it becomes a religious fervor. Then immediately it is suspect. When you bring a grand and glorious abandon to your dedication to the Lord Jesus Christ, you are thought of by many and by your neighbors to be mad and to have gone too far in your religion. And that is what I I was thinking about when I was uh, mentioning the uh, the definitions to you because I mm, saw mm-hmm. in your face that it was kind of like, oh, maybe I'm talking about something that she's she has no idea of. And I think that a lot of people, when you talk about things like this, think you've gone crazy or that, uh, okay, <laughs> well, that's a little bit too far out there for me. Um, but I do think it is an important topic to talk about because it is something that we deal with. And I think, and, and I'll, I'll mention it later on in the show too, that if we ignore this, it's how can you become more uh, mature in your uh, faith if you ignore parts of the Bible, if you ignore the reality of what God is doing, if you ignore the miraculous and, um, and what God can do. Mm-hmm. If you limit yourself, then it limits your faith. And if you limit your faith, then the outcome of whatever it is you're praying for or hoping for will be limited as well. Mm. So it is uh, a subject to many that they don't understand. Uh, we don't want to talk about it. And to some extent, we don't even want to believe it. It is also a subject that is misunderstood. And if understood through a secularist point of view, can be misleading and inaccurate. And that is a danger that I hope, um, at least through this episode, people will will take seriously. Um, that we can't just believe what we don't see in the Bible as being the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go down a, um, a thought process of what's spiritual, quote unquote, but it may not be biblical or it may not be from God. Uh, mm-hmm. When you start to enter the spiritual realm, the, you can be going off on a really wrong, weird path if you mm-hmm. start to just read any book that you pick up off the shelf, which is why I really appreciate doing this episode because it's my desire that our conversation um, be grounded in the word and we'll use um, some of the biblical stuff to kind of back up what, what's being said. But anyway, um, so that's my point of view. I really think it's an important topic. And I'll, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to use this now. I, I have it in my notes. I might mention it again later. But one of the things that kind of, okay, my background is that I, I have been in a lot of different churches, not just the Reformed. I've been in uh, um, Pentecostal churches. Mm-hmm. I've been in Baptist churches. I've been in a lot of different churches for years. I mean, I've, I've spent years at these different churches. And um, the one thing that, that kind of bothers me in prayer life, in the prayer life of many believers that I've seen, um, you know, there are times when someone needs prayer and as biblically we should do, we get together and we might surround the person and pray for them, or we might gather as a group to pray for a specific need. And these needs can be something as grandiose as curing cancer or uh, stopping something or doing something that we can't do, that mm-hmm. doctors can't even do, but that only the Lord can do. And uh, oftentimes what I, what I see 
is that people who are praying, uh, some of the believers I've been around that are praying for, for the things that uh, we're asking for, are praying for the natural things to happen because that's what we understand. Mm. And it's like, well, God, I just pray that the doctors are wise and they use the right medicines and that the medicines affect correctly and whatever it is that they want to use mm-hmm. instead of praying for what you really want. What I really want is I want a miraculous healing. And I know, Lord, that you can do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if we are limited in our belief in the spiritual realm, I find that almost synonymous with our our belief in miracle, miracles, the miracles of God. Mm. And if we don't, if, if you pray for only the natural, then that's probably what you're going to get. But if you believe and you pray in faith for the supernatural, understanding that God can do that, and through the spirit realm, understanding what, what he's about and what happens in the spirit realm, I think that will bolster our faith. But I jumped ahead there a little bit. No, I mean, I think you bring up some really good points. Like, why is it that we only ever focus on miracles when someone's on their deathbed and the other 99.9% of our lives, we pretend it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. or we just don't read Mm -hmm. ahead. I mean, there's so many examples of the spirit world and demons in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. We, there's the the famous exorcism of the, the man possessed by a demon and um, a lot of angel uh, sightings in the Bible where Absolutely. they start with do not be afraid, which mm-hmm. implies there's some other kind of spirit that they could represent. And a lot of times we're like, oh yeah, that happened then, but it doesn't happen now. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the discussion. We never ask why, we never look further, we never try to understand what's going on in the spirit world probably because aside from the bible there's not really a good way to do that like mm-hmm. what is the the credible source like can i get my masters in in spirituality maybe i can i'm not speaking intelligently but yeah it just it just it seems to be like we we don't talk about it we don't think about it we mm-hmm. kind of push it aside especially in more conservative circles right and then when it comes time for a, we need a miracle we either can't rise to the occasion or we are just blindly throwing our prayers out there, not really knowing what we're asking for Mm -hmm. or talking about. Um, So I'm glad we're talking about this today. So let's go on to our next question, which is what are your personal thoughts about the spirit realm? I know that uh, I don't know how much thought you've given into it, but what are your personal thoughts about the spirit realm? Yeah, I um, (laughs) am. This is funny. I I mentioned earlier that I was a skeptic. So I never really know if I feel comfortable with like mediums or palm readings. But another part of that, another layer, when I was in eighth grade, I went to a Christian middle school. And in eighth grade, we had a class or a, a chapel that was specifically for the eighth grade class. I still remember this. We went into the band room. So that was not where we normally did chapel. And we it just got really quiet. We, we closed all the doors. And then one of our teachers talked to us about the spirit world. And it was the first time I had ever heard about a demon like in regular life, um, we talked about the dangers of the spirit world and the dangers of the devil and how he is alive and how he works today. We learned about the dangers of things like tarot cards and mm-hmm. uh, Ouija boards and that kind of a thing. And I was petrified. <laughs> I spent the night in my parents' room that night in a sleeping bag um, <laughs> because I was so afraid. And essentially, the message that we learned is don't dive into this world. It's so much bigger than what you can handle as a human. And if there was another part of that message, I just it didn't, it didn't land in my brain because I was so scared. Um, but I think that's a part of it too, maybe even subconsciously. Like I'm a natural skeptic, but also I'm a little afraid to talk about this stuff because I'm afraid 
I'm going to say something dumb or <laughs> I'm going to bite off more than I can handle mm-hmm. and, you know, face this scary world of the of the demon world. So not something I've ever had experience with or even really talked about at length. But the more that I've been reading, the more excited I am to explore maybe some thoughts I haven't had before. Well, I 100% believe in the spirit realm and I have for as long as I can remember. I know that God works in ways that we cannot see. And we've heard that and it's been in songs, but um, sometimes we don't really think about um, the, the phraseology of that, of that phrase. I also believe, in, and it is biblically um, supported, that angels carry out God's orders in the spirit realm. Uh, I also believe that miracles take place through the spirit realm, through intervention, through uh, our prayers. And so uh, I think that's a spirit realm thing. And as you mentioned, too, I also believe that there are evil spirits, there are good spirits, and I think that Satan also works in the spirit realm as well. There is a lot mentioned in the Bible about it, and I look forward to talking about that as well. But it has always been, uh, as far as I can remember, I mean, I don't know how young I was when I was was thinking about it, but uh, uh, it I've I've always believed in the spirit realm as well as far as long as I could remember. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it makes sense to me that there is a um, that God is we, we can't see. I mean, He's invisible to begin with, and and mm-hmm. the th- the works of God oftentimes are invisible. Yes, He uses people, and He uses circumstance, but oftentimes He does things in a miraculous way, mm-hmm. and oftentimes even when things are answered. It is answered through the spirit realm uh, that uh, we get our answer and that we are, are delivered from something or or how God just chooses to use it. But um, yeah. I, I think that we get that the the um, Satan working in the spirit realm is where we get the term spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with that mm-hmm. term. And uh, this is a quote from uh, Lifeway.com. There is a uh, uh, author there. Her name is Priscilla Shearer. And her quote is, Everything that occurs in the visible, physical world is directly connected to the wrestling match we wa- being waged in the invisible, spiritual world. The effects of the war going on in the unseen world reveal themselves in our strained or damaged relationships, emotional instability, mental fatigue, physical exhaustion, and in many other areas. So her argument is that, yeah, there's a lot of things going on in, this, in the spiritual realm that affect the physical realm, even if sometimes we don't even know um, one of the things I, that that just came to mind is you had mentioned about um, you know someone who may be de- demon possessed in the Bible. Mm-hmm. If someone were demon possessed today, we would send them off to a, a you know a mental institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could be demon possession, and uh, it could be um, that that is one thing that's happening to that person. But we can't in our in our current um, you know with science and with uh, our understanding of of the world, we uh, automatically assume it's a natural occurrence. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that is my thought on the spirit realm. Certainly believe in it. And um, I think it is certainly something that every believer should be willing to embrace and understand because it it will affect, I believe it will affect our prayer life and it will affect our faith. Mm. So does the spirit realm affect our physical world? And if so, how? Can I... rewind a little bit and ask you two questions go right ahead um one question this again is me asking because i don't know i don't have an opinion do you believe in ghosts or spirits of those who have passed on from earth yes and there is biblical support for that as well if you remember the story when saul raised is it samuel from the dead 
um, to ask him a question. I don't know if you remember that story. I but, don't. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to nod over here like I do. I don't. Um, and I'm hoping I'm getting it, getting it right. But it was uh, Saul went to a spiritist or witch or something and asked uh, the medium to call back the spirit of, I believe it was Samuel, uh, to help him uh, with a decision. And uh, in doing that, it happened. Samuel was brought back from the dead and communicated with Saul in that instant. So that, to me, is a, a clear biblical um, support for ghosts. And uh, um, I believe that uh, that there are, I don't know how God works with that, um, but I believe that um, that it is it is an occurrence, especially in the uh, in the witchcraft world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Okay, um, great answer. Question number two: What is it like for you right now to be attending a reformed church where the spiritual domain is not really something we spend a lot of time talking about? I think it's challenging at times because I think that I mean. When you look at different denominations and the strengths that they have, I mean, our Reformed Church does some things, I think, better than my uh, charismatic uh, Pentecostal church did. Uh, uh, one of the things that, that I love about our current church is that we are very community-minded, and we, uh, we want to help the people of our community, and we want to be a presence in our community, and we want to impact our community. I love it. And, and not only our community, but also globally. And uh, making disciples and and build uh, churches, making more churches and, you know, just spreading the word of God, which is great. But they are weak. And not only our church, but so many churches are weak as far as the spiritual realm is concerned and the supernatural. Mm -hmm. You know, there are, of course, uh, arguments about whether speaking in tongues is real. And I don't want to go down a whole rabbit hole here, but I do say it to point out the idea that uh, the differences between churches can be so wide that uh, something like that can really divide mm-hmm. people's belief and faith, and it, I don't believe that that it should. Mm-hmm. So when you have um, some uh, uh, a church denomination that focuses a lot on the spirit, that to me, I really, I really appreciate that about um, our Pentecostal church, and I know some people are afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually I brought people to the church when I was attending that church, and they were afraid at some of the things that were happening in that church. However, I believe that they're authentic, and um, I believe that uh, there's biblical um, support for some of the things that were happening in the midst, in our midst at the time. It was at that time that I grew exponentially in my faith mm-hmm. and began to believe that God could do the miraculous on a prayer, on laying hands on people. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've seen miracles happen uh, mm-hmm. because of um, I attribute it to um, the faith that has grown from that experience and from being taught the reality of what of who God is and what God can do, which is why it's so frustrating to me when I'm praying for something miraculous to happen and other people aren't on board with the prayer. Yeah. And um, it frustrates me. And one of the things I told my wife, I said, and I, and I said, if you or I are ever uh, in need of a miracle, mm-hmm. if we are like on our, uh, if we, we need to have cancer getting gotten rid of or something crazy, of course, that humans can't do. I would say to my Christian brothers and sisters that if you don't agree with the prayer that I'm praying, the miraculous hand of God to do to intervene on our behalf, then please just stay at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I love you, mm-hmm. but stay at home. I need people who are willing to storm the gates of heaven and, and plead on our, on, on our behalf 
and invest themselves in a prayer of the miraculous. Mm-hmm. Not that the, the surgeons will do their job and that the medicine will come on time and that over time will be, no, I'm praying for the miraculous. I want yeah. to walk in there and the doctors say, "What? there's nothing wrong with this prayer. Why, why, why are you even here? Mm-hmm. Or walk out the next day and I'm totally healed. I've heard stories of, of, of limbs being um, uh, uh, coming back uh, in the presence of people's sight and crazy amazing things mm-hmm. uh, when I was in this Pentecostal church. Um, I, don't, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole, but it is along the lines of what we're talking about. So my level of belief in the miraculous, in in the supernatural, in the spirit realm is very high. Mm-hmm. And I believe that um, it is because of that, of what I've learned and what I've experienced uh, through the Holy Spirit and seeing his hand at work, that that has bolstered my faith to a high level. And I'll talk about some of the, uh, later in the show, we'll talk about uh, um, some of the things where I've seen the hand of God do the miraculous because of that. Mm. David, I feel like I'm getting to know you so much better <laughs> through this. This is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Hey, no problem. <laughs> my, my thought about the spirit realm affecting the physical realm, it always, the first verse that comes to my mind is always Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 12, where it says, um, and I didn't ask you this question either, but it, the question is, does the spirit realm affect our physical world? And if so, how? Mm-hmm. Well, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 12 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And I would challenge believers to, to ask themselves, how much do you believe in that verse? Do you really believe that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities uh, and against the dark power, the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms? Mm-hmm. If this is true, then this should affect us. It should affect our, our prayer life. It should affect our, our, our thought about, about how God relates to us. He is telling us to put on the full armor of God. And when I think about that, I, 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 envision in my mind physically putting on this armor of God. Um, so anyway, and I believe that the spirit realm is, is a realm where witchcraft, which I consider the miracles of Satan, um, happen and also the miracles of God happen. I think all that stuff happens in this in this world, which is why we're told to put on the full armor of God. And if and if any listeners are not familiar with Ephesians 6, I encourage you to read the entire the entire chapter. It's it's a really good um, about the armor of God. So have you given any thought to the spirit realm and whether it affects our physical world? Yeah. Yeah. I first want to note something that you said um, that really resonated with me. And when you were reading about how our battle is not against flesh and blood, it really kind of opened up this like empathy in me. Um, because so often I get so frustrated with Joe Schmo, right? He's so obtuse. He doesn't understand. He's voting for the wrong person. Um, you know, what, whatever that argument is, whatever issue I have with Joe Schmo, realizing that if, if we truly believe in the physical presence of the spiritual world, the things that frustrate me about Joe are not Joe. Mm-hmm. The things that frustrate me, um, about Joe are, are things beyond me and Joe's relationship. Maybe there's an issue that I have um, because of the way that a spirit has influenced me or influenced him. And I think it just, it makes me have a whole lot more patience and mercy with other people who I feel are either living in sin or, uh, I mean, we all are, but who are 
um, you know, doing something incredibly destructive to themselves mm-hmm. or other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it gives me a, a little bit better understanding and empathy for those people who are going through that. And yeah, so you, you talked about does the spiritual world affect the physical, our physical world? And up until I was doing this research, my only answer to that would have been, well, there's a lot that happens in this world that I can't explain, right? Which I feel like is the total cop-out Christian (laughs) answer. Like, I don't know, maybe there's a lot I don't know. But I did some reading from Christianity Today. And um, the author talked about some of the deepest, darkest moments in our world history. So we think about things like the Holocaust, and we think about chattel slavery in the U.S., Um, And some of these incredibly deep, dark, evil moments Mm -hmm. in our world history. And as much as I believe in the advancement of human knowledge and technology and social enterprise, I I have to believe that there is something so much deeper and darker about this world that impacted those events to happen. Mm -hmm. If we look at the sheer scale of all of the complicity, if we look at the sheer or even like read about the sheer terror that we as humanity inflicted on specific people groups. Like we're a lot of things as, as people we're smart and innovative and we've come a long way, but I don't know if we have the power to, to demonstrate that much evil. Mm. And I wonder if there is something about the spiritual world that when we give it the power, when we succumb to that kind of power, we're truly able to do more. It's more than just humans mistreating other humans, right? It Mm -hmm. is, there is truly a force of darkness that I believe coordinated those efforts. And as much as I believe that, I'm also hopeful to believe that when we succumb to the power of the light, (laughs) right? The, 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 for lack of a better word, the the good spirits, <laughs> then we also, I think, have the capability, maybe through the Holy Spirit, to coordinate events that are the sheer opposite of that. Um, and it really made me think about the spiritual world in a whole different way. Mm. Maybe it's not little black ghosts flying around and inhabiting my body. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's those evil thoughts that I had about that person one time and how my actions based on those thoughts can cause a lot of destruction. I'm not sure if you've ever experienced this. Or I'm, I mean, there, there have been times in my life and even in our culture where things happen that are just inexplicable. And when things happen in my life, there have been things that have happened that just didn't make any sense. And I'm thinking, man, this isn't fair. This isn't even, this doesn't even feel like it could actually happen. Uh, and I'm not talking about circumstance. I'm talking about something that that I've done a billion times and today it's something weird and it's not working right. It's not, it's the, it's something different. And when something like that happens, I oftentimes think, well, if something is obvious, it's obvious that it's not natural or right to me. I question, is it God telling me something and trying to change my direction? Is it me that I'm doing something that's really messing up God's plan or something that I'm supposed to be doing? Or is it Satan mm-hmm. uh, um, doing something that is really wrecking what I'm trying to do? There have been times when I've um, tr- were doing something in the ministry. And for instance, if I'm editing something that's on a tight deadline for a Christian video of some sort, and something that's worked forever just doesn't work, and I can't get it to work. And there's no logical reason for this to be happening. And I know it could be argued that, oh, that it, 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 things like that happen. It just mm-hmm. happens, a circumstance. But the circumstances are aligned in such a way that it feels 
unnatural because it's so unusual. Mm -hmm. And so the only thing I can attribute it to is something else is happening here. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I know my, my I actually think my 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 uh, examples were pretty weak, but there have been other times where it's a, a lot more um, obvious mm-hmm. that this is happening, that this 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 is obviously not normal. It's not mm-hmm. natural. And I'm not sure what is it God doing something? Is it Satan trying mm-hmm. to deceive me or is it me just doing something that's screwing up the whole works? Right. So Yeah. No, it definitely is just another way to kind of think about that. I mean, I've definitely had situations where I've had like no reason to feel upset. Um, Everything is going well. I've had some really great conversations with some really good friends. I've been making a lot of progress in my job lately, you know, like whatever that reason is. And I'll just be overcome with feeling upset or feeling angry. And I you know, I want to be really careful to talk about mental illness because I know there's so much stigma around mental illness in and of itself. And so I don't want to like say anything that's going to make those struggling with mental illness to feel more isolated. Mm -hmm. But I do wonder if there is something about like, there's something happening in my life that is not congruent with the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. What is it just like, did I, can we really wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Is that a thing? (laughs) Or... Is there something else at work? And I think it's at least, I mean, worth the time to think about that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then is there some action that we can take to right the ship? Mm-hmm. I see it more often when it's something that we are, as believers, and this is my experience, it seems like it's more often when we're when we're trying to do something for the name of the Lord, and we're trying to do it, even uh, we prayed it through and we've done all the things that we're good believers should do. Mm-hmm. And still something is happening that is so strange and so unusual. You know, like, I don't know, like what you were saying, uh, that that's a good example of, of what I was, was saying, just feeling um, angry or depressed or something mm-hmm. just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. What, what did this come from? And oftentimes for me, things like that happen in the midst of something for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And not not always. I mean, sometimes it just happens. But uh, And when that happens, I'm all automatically thinking, oh, this, is, this has got to be an attack because it's just so unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah. is it important that we know about the spiritual realm and why? Yeah, no, I think absolutely. We talk about studying the Bible holistically, and there are so much evidence of spiritual warfare in the Bible that we just ignore, right? It, mm-hmm. it doesn't fit with our narrative, with our current lives. It it seems strange to break up the monotony of commuting to work, having lunch at my desk and driving home with the thought that mm-hmm. there might be spirits around me. But the, but the Bible is very clear. And again, if we only accept part of scripture, the part that coincides with our life, what are we, what are we, keeping ourselves from what are we leaving at the table Mm -hmm. yeah and and like you mentioned too if we don't understand the supernatural which i mean ultimately none of us do 100 percent, but if we have no desire to learn more about the supernatural why would we expect anything other than natural for our lives Mm -hmm. uh if there is someone who needs a miracle and, and yet you you really brought up a really good point by saying that that our our spiritual development needs (laughs) and it sounds silly needs an aspect of of spiritual growth (laughs) and what is that if not understanding more what spiritual warfare is is Mm -hmm, around us mm -hmm. 
Yeah. When I think about um, why it's important to know about the spirit realm, I think it helps us to understand how God works. I think when we understand how that how God uses angels and how he intervenes spiritually, um, that uh, he oftentimes works in a dimension in a realm that we cannot see. I mean, we read about it, but I think if we really thought when we prayed and we don't see something or, or we're waiting and we, we prayed and we fasted and, and, and we still see no movement, mm-hmm. that... Um, we can take solace in knowing that things are happening in the spiritual realm that we cannot see. And God may be moving pieces around that we don't understand. And when we get to the end, if our faith is strong, I think that um, that it will happen the way that uh, God wants it to happen. And um, if we believe that things are happening in the spiritual realm, I think that will give us peace. It will yeah. give us peace in the midst of our uncertainty. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think, too, the just, again, that that understanding of one another. I think understanding the spiritual world helps us live together better. I mean, Jesus on the cross, when people were murdering him, was like, Lord, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that's not evidence of there being a greater evil than what people are capable of, I mean, I mean, that's that like all of a sudden this might be silly is like resonating in my head more than it ever has before. What if we were compassionate with each other, knowing that it's not us against each other, but it's all of us collectively fighting against the evil one? Yeah. Um, what more could we do together with that mindset? That would be that would be, I think, what what uh, the Lord is promoting through the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. I also think that it boosts our faith to know more about the spiritual realm, as I was alluding to earlier in the episode, knowing that when we pray, things are happening that we cannot see, understanding miracles and understanding our God and having that faith. And I think that if we, if we understand that, then it'll boost our faith. I also think that it helps us understand, uh, to understand the necessity of the armor of God, which I kind of mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I made a, uh, through KTF Productions, through the video stuff that we do, I made a movie called, uh, The Night of Day. And night spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the idea, it was back in 95. It was a long time ago. But uh, <laughs> the, the, the idea behind that was that um, I would always, when things were going well spiritually for me, I would always mentally envision myself with armor on that is bright and shining and, and I'm standing strong, you know, triumphant. Mm-hmm. And when um, I'm falling and faltering my faith and faltering in my walk and, and just in that valley, you know, um, I... I envision myself as a, a as a knight still, but with beaten armor and all winded and and just tired and just uh, you know totally spent. And uh, every time I start to think about the spiritual realm, I kind of bring an envisionment of how is my spirit knight doing? How is my spiritual self doing with the armor of God? Am I strong, standing strong, or am I just beaten down? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thing that's consistent is I still have that armor on, <laughs> yeah. and we need to continue to have that armor on. But it helps me to understand the necessity of that armor mm-hmm. and how important it is for us to take our stand against the, the devil's schemes. It reminds us that there is more to reality, um, that the invisible, uh, there's invisible things happening and that God, to me, it helps me to know that God is real. Mm-hmm. It makes God even more real to me. And it helps me to see that heaven is real and the supernatural is real as defined by God in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it helps us to become more mature in our faith, I believe. I believe that it helps us to accept notions um, that to others, as the Billy Graham 
website mentioned would make us look mad or our, that we've gone too far, we're out of our minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that's almost like a feather in your cap saying that you're hardcore in your faith, you're, you're a hardcore Christian, which um, I think that sometimes we need to allow ourselves uh, uh, to be challenged and encouraged and be drawn to uh, the deeper things of the Lord. I mean, uh, of course, Paul talks about um, that, you know, there are some that are still on milk when you should be mature and having and, and eating food. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why would we allow ourselves to continue to be held back from what God is, uh, has for us and is teaching us? Right. Absolutely. I really like that, um, that picture. It's, it's a good, I think, reminder of what strength we have when we feel like we have none. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break, but when we come back, we'll discuss what the Bible says about the spirit realm. We'll discuss stories and occurrences we've personally had, probably me more than you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we'll attempt to answer the question, if the spirit realm is real, what does that say about our God? So stay with us. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at Hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Listen to half-hour episodes of the Christian Music Podcast online or download them to your computer or mobile device and take them with you. Discover independent Christian artists while exercising, commuting to work, doing chores, or any time you need to get your Christian music fix. Just go to ktfproductions.com and find the Christian Music Podcast link to access the Christian Music Podcast. Boldly proclaim your faith while also supporting the Hardcore Christianity Podcast. Find Hardcore Christianity t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, smartphone cases, pillows, mugs, and more. Just go to the Hardcore Christianity page at ktfproductions.com for links to the store. Today, Caitlin and I are attempting to answer the question, is the spirit realm real? Using the Bible as our guide. In the first part of the show, we shared our personal thoughts about the spirit realm. We discussed how the spirit realm affects our physical world, and we attempted to address whether it is important for believers to understand the spiritual realm. Well, in this segment, we'll begin by discussing what the Bible says about the spirit realm. So, Caitlin, what does the Bible say about the spirit realm? The Bible says a lot about the spirit realm. Um, There are a few verses here uh, from Colossians. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And Ephesians 6.12, you you mentioned uh, earlier Ephesians 6, but we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly places. Um, We talked earlier about... Um, some different stories in the New Testament of God exercising or Jesus exercising a demon, um, casting demons into pigs and pigs then running off the cliff. Like mm-hmm. what a crazy story that was to learn about in sixth grade. <laughs> um, uh, we also, um, yeah, we, we see a lot of, um, of spiritual descriptions in, uh, in Revelation, 
there's just that and we again as i mentioned we see a lot of examples of of angels coming down to earth and speaking to biblical characters and always starting with that line do not be afraid Mm -hmm. um so clearly there was something to be afraid of uh when looking at these creatures and just knowing that there is the equivalent of angels working for the devil I think that uh, we see that a lot, even when Jesus was being tempted, right? The devil came to earth and talked about his legion of, of demons. And and it's something that was just described so explicitly mm-hmm. in both the Old and New Testament. So I think that we find evidence of the spiritual realm littered throughout the entire Bible in many different situations. And, you know, we are fortunate enough that the Bible does give us some indication of the visual uh, um, spiritual realm, which I'll point out three three verses of scripture that what that I that I would think of. And it's Luke uh, nine chapter Luke chapter nine verses twenty eight through thirty, and this is the the transfiguration, where it says about eight days after Jesus said this, um, he took Peter, James, and John with him and went up onto the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as fl- as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. And that is a, to me, is a spirit realm event um, Mm -hmm. where um, something supernatural from the spirit realm, I mean, uh, was able to be shown to Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration where uh, in an instant, Moses and Elijah are there with Jesus and Jesus not looking like the Jesus that that they were just standing there with. And then in an instant, everything goes back to what we consider normal, mm-hmm. um, which makes me, it just, it's interesting when we get to see that rip, that tear between earth and the spirit realm. And as, as it's mentioned in the Bible, here's another example in second Kings chapter six, verses 17, it says, and Elijah prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. And this is the story when, uh, the servant was was really afraid because they were surrounded on all sides by um, the enemy. Uh, but then Elisha and his faith knew that in the spirit realm, they're surrounded by God, by um, uh, uh, chariots of fire. And uh, so the Lord allowed him to be able to see a glimpse into the spirit realm, a world that we're not usually able to see, mm-hmm. uh, that there were chariots of fire all around him. Uh, um, and, and that was the Lord's protection, being able to see into that, what I consider other yeah. dimension. And then one, one last one last example mm-hmm. is Daniel chapter ten verses um, twelve through thirteen. And this is before this verse. The the angel that uh, Daniel is talking to is described as a man whose face is like lightning, whose eyes are like flaming torches, torches, and whose arms and legs are like the gleam of, of burnished bronze, and his voice uh, that sounded like a multitude. Which I think is an interesting way to try and describe something that's hard to describe. But the verse goes on to say. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you set your mind um, to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia, which that gives you, that to me is one of the most uh, obvious and blatant um, examples of What's going on in the spiritual realms? I mean, I, before reading that, I was—I always consider, well, the angels can do anything, right? That 
they would never fight someone. They would never struggle with an, uh, with a, a, another uh, a prince, a, a, a demon or whatever he was fighting. But you begin to to listen to or read that portion of scripture. And he and Michael, the angel, uh, said that he would have come. He, he, he started to come right away. Uh, but the prince of the, of the Persian kingdom resisted him for 21 days. And that, to me, just kind of tells you, well, this is what was going on mm. in the spiritual realm, just so that you know why I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> the eternal excuse. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Too bad I can't use that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, to me, that, that, that just breaks it all uh, wide open for me to help me to understand those two verses, that one and the Elisha story. Yeah. When we can get a glimpse into the spirit realm, that is biblical and that is accurate and that uh, God allows us to see through his word bolsters the, the the truth about the spirit realm and what is going on behind the curtain that we can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, gosh, such powerful images. And I think I find myself getting really frustrated with God sometimes <laughs> for just like not spelling things out, right? I have two... Um, different job opportunities that I could go for. God, why don't you just like, why can't you just tell me? Why can't you send me an email, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't you fit your messaging into my life? Mm-hmm. And then you you read about things like this and it's like, of course, if I had the opportunity to experience something supernatural like that, I would never want God to send me an email, <laughs> right? Like he is capable of so many things. Like everyone who comes out of his presence is literally glowing, right? There's just, there's such this incredible awe of what goes on behind the scenes. And because I get frustrated with what I understand, which is like such a small percent of what's actually happening, I get frustrated and I get so narrow-minded that I close myself off from having an experience like that. Mm-hmm. And what a... What a, a powerful thing to be able to to see that or to experience that or hear that or, or whatever that might be. Um, and it, it's just, it stinks to know that in my impatience, I cut myself off from that opportunity. But I don't think you're the only one. I think a lot of believers do the same thing. Uh, but think about the power and the and the and the uh, the dedication and faith that God could see through a believer when they just believe, regardless of what you see with your natural eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, just believe that he is actually really doing something for your benefit that you cannot see in the spirit realm. You don't, you're not privy to the details. You don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there have been, as a matter of fact, even in the Bible, um, this prayer is not too difficult for you, Lord. Now, some prayers like that that are, you know, the, Lord, this is this isn't a difficult prayer for you. Alluding to the the idea that there are some things that are more difficult than others to accomplish. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, in our in our minds, uh, we know God can do anything, and we do know that there is nothing too difficult for Him. But I would I would begin to wonder: Are there some things a little bit more difficult? Is it going to take a little bit more time? Is it a little bit more planning? Of course, He's the Creator of heaven and earth, good and and evil. There's nothing that escapes His sight. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I'm just saying that to 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 uh, give us a glimpse into what we don't understand. And that uh, when we begin to simplify things either too much or too little, simplify them too much by saying, uh, um, well, he could do anything, but mm-hmm. then simplifying it too little by, by not realizing what our God is capable of. I mean, mm-hmm. our, we, we serve an incredible, mighty God who has created what we see, but then also what we don't see. And I like that verse that you mentioned about uh, the invisible. It's like, well, there is an invisible that he created, an invisible that we cannot see, mm-hmm. that has been created. And I think that uh, as believers, we it would help us to know that, 
I don't know about you, Caitlin, but um, in my prayer life, that helps me. Mm-hmm. That helps me to know that uh, there are things happening. I mean, it's not the natural. Mm-hmm. There are things going on in my life right now that I have no control over, mm-hmm. and I'm praying for a positive outcome. And the thing is, is that to me, that's the best place to be because I'm not in control. I can't mess it up. Yeah. If I pray to God and believe that he's going to do it, he's doing his thing in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And I can just trust that. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be me that screws it up. It's going to be him that figures out a way in his timing to do, to, to make it work. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. I think there's, um, and this is so this is, I'm so embarrassed to say this because it's such an honor and a privilege, but I have literally grown up my entire life being a Christian person. I have never known what it is like to be a person who doesn't believe. And so I think there is an element of like staleness hmm. that happens in my life when I, um, again, kind of like pigeonhole God's love for me and got like I pigeonhole God into my own life versus understanding that no I am just a very small part of what's happening in this world Mm -hmm. uh, even Mm -hmm. beyond what I can see so there is something really energizing about thinking you know I, I am praying for things that I am hoping for right that I can see and feel and touch but also understand that there is there's other stuff going on that God is taking care of that I don't even know about uh and it really I think it kind of re-energizes and invigorates my prayer life and wanting to know more about what that is. Mm-hmm. Besides the Bible, do you know of any? Do you have any personal stories or know of any occurrences where the spiritual realm intersected our physical world? Yeah, honestly, the only stories that I know are um, like friends of mine who have used a Ouija board oh, and okay. have. Uh, done the usual, oh, you're moving it. No, you're moving it. (laughs) Um, And things like that. So I don't have any, um, at least, uh, examples that I understood uh, that I can share today. But I'm excited to hear yours. Yeah. Well, I actually have a few. Uh, If any of you have been uh, longtime listeners of the show, you'll remember that um, uh, Andy and I did an episode on witchcraft and, or maybe it was Justin, I can't remember who, but we did an episode on witchcraft and and, and that and we did one on miracles and those are where my experiences uh, come from. If you haven't, I'll tell you what they were. Uh, the the witchcraft episode, I knew of a girl who was tormented by evil spirits. This is when I was um, actually in the, the Pentecostal church. Wow. There was a girl who was, I mean, she's she was so pretty, uh, but then she she was so gaunt and so thin, and uh, it was um, anorexic. And uh, um, she would tell, she and her mother would tell me about these stories of how she's being attacked by these. This okay. This disclaimer. This is this is this is real high level crazy stuff that happened. Uh, so just prepare yourselves. And there may be some of you are like, oh no, that never happened. But it, this is what I, this is what I told it was told, and this is what I believe happened as well. Um, she was attacked by these demons. She couldn't get any sleep, um, and she continued to be tormented um, by these these things in her sleep. And uh, so uh, she would even at times see physical things get crashed in 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 her in her apartment. Mm. And so, which is scary to hear because yep. I've never had anything like that happen to me. But mm-hmm. um, I do know the uh, the mother uh, more than the daughter, and uh, um, I know I know her quite well. And uh, um, she, she, I, I believe everything. I would believe anything that she would say, or at least that she believes it. So um, I had no reason to dis, discount that. And I certainly believe that that could happen. And uh, in her case, I believe that it did happen. I mean, why would mm. you? 
I would not want to admit to that. But anyway, um, she did tell me about that story, which was a really, really strange story. I don't know the outcome of her situation um, uh, beyond what I just mentioned. Um, then there is another story. I had done a show called uh, Campus Generation. And um, in that show, we interviewed, I, I, I was partnered with a guy who did another show called Precious Testimonies. And he wanted me to direct this particular video. And we use it for both of our shows where uh, he interviewed a high, a, a former satanic high priestess. What? Yeah, it was. And she had given her life over to Christ, but her road was hard. Mm. I mean, she had, oh, it was, it, it was a very, very um, scary story of what she gave up in her life to become this high priestess and what she pledged to Satan and how certain things, um, what they would do. You hear about the, the, the sacrifice and stuff like that. There's never any human sacrifices, but they did sacrifice animals. Mm-hmm. And um, she would tell me stories of how things could not penetrate an invisible force field to get to her. Um, so if someone were to throw something at her or attack her in a certain way, it wouldn't, it wouldn't get through to her. And she had a long story. I should watch that episode. It's been a while. Uh, but uh, she had a, 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 it was a very, very scary story of, of the satanic world and uh, the, satan- the satanic, um, what people would do, uh, not only in our physical world, but also some of the responses from the supernatural world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very scary. Co-host um, on the show, Justin and I were in Haiti a few years ago. And um, I've been to Haiti uh, several times, 10 times. And this, this particular time, um, we were doing, uh, we were praying differently. We were praying for, uh, we were asking people to talk about um, what, um, if there are any sp- particular spiritual prayers that, they, that we, they want us to pray for about anything happening in their lives. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was a, it was a very big voodoo yeah. um, uh, request. Uh, almost everyone that we, that we would talk to would talk about how they're praying against the voodoo um, spells that have been cast upon them mm. and the th- kind of things that they were dealing with. Um, so for those who may not believe in the, in the satanic and the, uh, um, the evil and the witchcraft, um, not only is it real biblically, uh, as it's talked about several times in the Bible, but it's, it's uh, real today. Uh, people are dealing with it today, and that and that was uh those are the negative spiritual forces that I've I've maybe not directly come in contact with, but then when I was in Haiti, uh, there was a couple of times where Jesus God did a, a miraculous thing beyond what I've ever experienced. Uh, there was a uh, a woman who well I sponsored a little girl that I no longer sponsor, but we maintain a relationship. And I go down to see her, and I saw her mother who uh, was laid in bed um, with a stroke, mm-hmm. and she could she could not she was immobile, and she would wouldn't move. She hadn't, she hadn't been out of bed for I don't know how long, and uh, so my wife and I we went down to her little village, and we along with uh, um, um, a pastor friend of mine from Haiti prayed over her mm-hmm. and uh, we laid hands on her we prayed and poured out our hearts to god for a miracle mm-hmm. and uh we cried we sang songs uh we spent a good amount of time uh praying for her and uh we left and i felt at peace uh but it wasn't until i returned home did i get an email that she was completely healed and a picture of her standing up with a smile Wow. And I was like, wow, that mm-hmm. is a miracle from the Lord. Right. Also on that same trip, uh, 
we do feedings for uh, children um, uh, of this pastor. He, he has a feeding program. And uh, he only has enough food for 50, pe- 50 children. And there's more children in the village, but there's a, a certain amount of children that he that has signed up for this feeding program that he allows in. And this particular time, since we are Americans coming to a Haitian village, that brings everybody out when you got an American. Mm-hmm. And uh, so loads of kids, over 100 kids came wow. to, to be fed. And we knew we didn't have enough food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, we were kind of oh, torn. Gosh. It's like, well, what do you, yeah. what do you do? You don't want to not give kids food. Do we give them half portion? We prayed over the food and we gave them normal portion. Wow! And we fed every every kid had uh, um, food. Mm. We witnessed a multiplication of food in that day. Yeah. Because there's just no way that we had that kind of food. Right. Uh, we had just enough, not anymore. As a matter of fact, we had um, that we usually. If there's any left over, we give to the cooks and the people who made it. But they didn't, we didn't have enough food for them. We only had enough food for the children. And all of the children that came were fed. And I can't remember, Janine knows the, the actual number, but it was, it was more than twice uh, the, the amount that we were expecting to feed. And that was mm. a miracle too. Wow. That, all that's to be to said is that I mean, God can, and you know, there's um, stories like this strewn throughout the Bible, and Jesus has done uh, things like this, and the multiplication of food, and the healings, um, uh, and a chapter-by-chapter occurrence almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when you see it in real life, when you are able to experience the hand of God and uh, the spiritual realm, um, it... It, I think it changes your your um, perspective on the reality of mm-hmm. prayer, which is why I mentioned earlier that I can pray with boldness. And I'm not trying to, to say that I know everything and that all my prayers are answered and that I'm a super Christian or anything like that. <laughs> um, but I do have a different, I have a different uh, way that I pray mm-hmm. uh, than I've seen from a lot of people. Uh, not from my Pentecostal friends, but um, from a lot of the other um, people who, some for some reason, um, seem to not understand the power of God mm-hmm. and believe in the power of God. And so I know, I because I've seen it, and I've actually been firsthand experience um, seeing the hand of God, the miracles that God can do. Mm-hmm. Um, then why wouldn't He do it in your case? Why wouldn't He do it in this time? Uh, he doesn't just operate in Haiti; mm-hmm. uh, He's all over the place. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what frustrates me about the prayers because I know that he has done it. He can do it. Yeah. And I believe he will do it. Please believe with me that mm-hmm. he will. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yes, yes. Those are the stories that I know of uh, that can think come to mind. And I haven't had a whole lot lately. The last thing that I had mentioned was the, the miracles in Haiti. That was the, the most recent mm-hmm. uh, thing that I can, that mm-hmm. I can uh, think that happened. But um I, I believe that he could do anything even now and even today, even if something happened today, I believe that I could uh, pray and he, he would come through miraculous, miraculously uh, through wow. the spirit. That's awesome. That's Thank you for sharing. Those are some really incredible stories on both ends, um, both the demonic and the, um, and the, the, the God sightings uh, that you've seen. Um, something that really kind of resonated with me was when you were talking about the amount of time that you spent in prayer and singing, especially for this Haitian woman who had experienced a stroke. And I wonder if there is something to that. You know, we here in um, in the U.S., 
especially in corporate culture, right? We are go, 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 Mm -hmm. do six things at once, make sure you have a long list of activities that you complete in your day. And then you, you know, you're, you're just doing all of these things. You're running, you're multitasking. We're doing things like picking up groceries from Walmart to be more efficient. Um, and it's all about productivity and efficiency. And I almost feel like we, we don't treat time the way we're supposed to Mm. in order to see this kind of work be done. Maybe we're so busy that we aren't, we're so head down in our own lives trying to be efficient and productive that we're just not looking up and Mm. looking around at what's actually happening metaphorically, I mean, but. You you know, I've, 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 uh, um, I don't know if you've heard the term of, of a breakthrough in prayer. When you have a, have a breakthrough, mm-hmm. it's, it's mainly just basically saying you pray until you have a, a breakthrough. And what that is alluding to is that you get to a point where you feel peace, like like uh, the answer is done. It's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. It's like you pray, you pray, you pray until you feel that there's been a breakthrough, mm-hmm. uh, that that God has, has decided, made a decision, and now you feel at peace. I've heard um, several stories of, of people fasting and praying, not people I know, but people I've, I've heard about, um, where they've been fasting for days and praying for days, locking themselves in rooms and just spending time with God and God doing crazy things. Mm-hmm. I mean, m- things that would, would freak people out. Yeah. And uh, I, think, I think there is something to the time, but I also think there is something also to the investment in your prayers where mm-hmm. um, it's not just a, a flippant prayer. It's not just something you just you just rotely say or just say because it's the right thing to say yep. or just because it's the Christian thing to do. Yep. It's when you pray and you invest yourself. You invest yourself in the prayer mm-hmm. and you pour out yourself as if you're praying for your need, your need, even if mm-hmm. it's for someone else. And I think that it, and that um, I think God looks at that. I think He sees that, and I think it affects. Um, the move of God. And we already know that the prayers of a righteous man availeth much biblically. Uh, that's a biblical passage. And so if our lives are right with the Lord, I think that that plays a role. And our faith, of course, um, as is talked several times in the Bible. But anyway, I think all of those things play a role in um, in his response, in what's going on in the spirit realm, what's going on in our miracles, what's going on in our protection mm-hmm. uh, from evil. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I pray for that a lot too, mm-hmm. uh, to be protected from evil because, you know, <laughs> that it, of course, armor of God alone helps you to know that that's important. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So what would you say to a believer who has little interest in the spirit realm? Oof. I, well, you're, you're just saying, what would you ask? What would you say to, uh, to Caitlin from <laughs> two months ago? Um, yeah, you know, I think it's just starting from the, um, the sense that there, there's too much that we can't explain in this life for there not to be more going on, right? So to, so tap into that, right? If, if this is too overwhelming for you to start talking about um, all of these mystic things or demons and a- angels, like start with the things that don't make sense. There might be, um, there, like I mentioned earlier, there might be a better explanation for why some things have happened in human history. Maybe start with what you understand mm-hmm. and see if there might be a bridge to, to uh, at least acknowledge when you think God might be speaking to you. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, I'm, cha- I'm again, I'm telling myself, I'm challenging myself. If we're not spending the time asking for it, we won't see it. Mm. Um, you mentioned there, you you pray until you have a breakthrough. You did not say you pray and immediately there's a breakthrough. 
Um, you're spending time asking for it. You're looking up. You're listening to where um, you might be getting a tap on the shoulder, spiritually speaking. And if you just start with with asking more questions and looking up, I, I wonder if you will learn, if I will learn a lot more about this world and start to see it happening in my day-to-day life. I think it's also important to mention to be careful about what is good and what is right and what is spiritual and as far as the, the our Holy Spirit-driven mm-hmm. spiritual realm stuff as opposed to the negative um, satanic and things that can lead you astray. And I would just say that for those of you who, who may think this is crazy talk or, or way too far or are interested to learn and to grow in your faith, to lean on the Bible, lean on the Holy Spirit to help you to understand and to grow in that area. Do not play with things you don't understand, mm-hmm. uh, with things that are, are are satanic in nature, astrology and uh, Ouija boards. Kind of you kind of lead it to that. Some of those tarot cards, all that stuff, mm-hmm. is not of the Lord. That is not the way that He would want to operate. Um, but there are ways that He will, and I think that if you um, lean on what is biblical, biblical and true, and that you pray to the Holy Spirit to help Him teach you and guide you. Um, then I think that, that that is the way to go. Uh, mm-hmm. All other ways that you've heard of that people are doing in their basements or for fun or sitting right. in a circle chanting, none of that stuff is is right. I was actually in, uh, I was watching a, one of, of my trip videos um, just recently and I was uh, we went to the Dominican Republic and uh, one of the stops that we had on our tour was a witch doctor. Mm. Uh, and I, there's no way I was going to go in that place. And I know it was a tourist stop and it had the goat's head on the door and all the satanic stuff that you would mm-hmm. imagine. And I, there's no way I was going to go in. People did go in there, but I, I just, I just, um, hyper aware of the reality that that is real. It's not some tourist thing. And uh, I'm not even going to play with that. I, I don't fully understand it. I just know it's not, it's, it's evil and it's not good. Yeah. And I don't want to even tempt. Uh, that and have go in there and walk out with something on you, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. this was going to my mind when I was there. So we just mm-hmm. ah, nope, well, we're gonna we're gonna miss this stop. But yeah. uh, I just think that uh, um, don't I would say that don't take callously the stories of uh, how Satan is able to use uh, these seemingly innocent and uh, non-threatening ways to uh, affect people. As I mentioned about that one girl who um, was attacked by demons. I'm sure she didn't. That didn't, wasn't her first day right, <laughs> with with right. that. Uh, um, it it had um, escalated to that level, and mm-hmm. I think that as believers, we need to be wise in how we uh, how we move forward. But I do think that um, uh, anyone who finds a little interest in this, I would just say that that you're. I think you're limiting your uh, advancement into uh, your maturity. Mm-hmm. I think that um, unbelief in the realm of God operates. Uh, how that works is it equates to unbelief and the way that he can operate. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, for, and I've mentioned several reasons why I think that, um, that that is a, just not a healthy way for us to move forward, but delving too much in one way or the other, I think is also dangerous, but, mm-hmm. but remembering that it is real, I think can be very, very helpful in our, in our spiritual growth. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if the spirit realm is real, what does it say about our God? <laughs> he is big. I am small, <laughs> uh, and other Sunday school answers. Um, I think 
it really creates a new sense of like awe and wonder about who God is and what he has done to protect me. I think so often I even again subconsciously I I form this narrative that I can take care of myself. Part of that is the way I was raised and my socialization. Part of it is myself being a narcissist. Um, (laughs) But I think I just keep thinking I can take care of it. I can do Mm -hmm. it. I can do that. And if I can't, I have insurance. Right. So I don't Mm -hmm. really need Mm -hmm. God. And I think just having this conversation and talking more about the spiritual world, I realize that I don't. I don't got it. Right. There's there's so much more going on. There's so much more that can harm me than what I know. And there's so and and when it comes to the spiritual spiritual world, I without God am helpless. I'm mm-hmm. a pawn. Um and so I think this really helps me to understand him as more of a rescuer and and just a reminder that I need him. I cannot do this life on my own. I can't. And that I think in and of itself really makes me feel um, protected and secure. I don't know. It, it, it makes me fall in love a little bit more with my God who can protect me. Mm-hmm. I hate, you know, being the strong woman I am. I hate using the damsel in distress metaphor, but I really do. I think that it's, it's so reassuring to know that there is a place that I can go and a person that I can lean on or, you know, a, a being I can lean on to protect me. Mm-hmm. I think that in America, we are unfortunately um, blessed. Well, our blessings can also be a hindrance. And mm-hmm. the fact that we do have that security or that illusion of security um, for financial and uh, job-wise and whatever, that, mm-hmm. that is really, it really is an illusion. But in America, it's so prevalent uh, that people are have that security. Um, but if you look around the world and you look at other cultures, um, the spirit realm is very, very real and active in their lives, in their belief system, in their culture. And... Uh, the good and the bad, the 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 um, the evil and the the holy, are both um, active, and uh, I think that um, we oftentimes ignore that, either willingly or unwillingly, we kind of put it aside. And I think that anytime we start to put our faith in our abilities, like kind of what you said, or our our security, um, earthly security, that is a, that could be dangerous. It could mm-hmm. be a dangerous place to be. But I believe that it also talks about how powerful and like you were saying, awe and awe we can be of God and knowing that he can do anything. There is nothing impossible for him. And uh, Justin and I recently did a heaven episode, but realizing that he created not just what we see. There is so much that we don't see that he created. He made all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he can operate in ways we and our little human minds will never understand. Mm-hmm. But understanding that God is incredibly powerful, he's all powerful, and he's all loving. And uh, if we put our trust and our faith in him, and uh, uh, he, will, he, can, he can do it. He can, mm-hmm. He'll take care of us. Mm-hmm. So what are uh, the takeaways that will help us become more hardcore in our faith from this episode? Well, I've learned, first of all, that David Evans has been everywhere around the world. (laughs) Um, Yeah, in regards to the spiritual world, um, I think I've really learned a lot just from talking today. And so I appreciate um, this time, David. I think that some of my biggest takeaways are just a a re-emphasis that the spiritual world is here today, now, it is real, that there is the possibility of um, working together as Christians better when we acknowledge that it is not a battle of flesh and blood, but it mm-hmm. is a battle against the things we cannot see. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's important to acknowledge that 
that we can be affected by spirits even going about our day-to-day. And we are responsible for our spiritual development, which we simply cannot have without acknowledging the fact that the spirit world is real. So I think my conversations with you today helped me to formalize those key takeaways. And I thank you for that. Oh, thank you for how you put that. That was excellent. My takeaway would be to remember that even in our darkest hour, if we don't see God moving in the natural, believe that he can and that he is moving in the supernatural, in the spirit realm. Uh, so that always that always helps me. Hopefully that will help someone out there who might be praying or waiting or, or really struggling in an area. Uh, know that even in your darkest hour, God is at work in the spirit realm, even if you can't see it. And don't limit your reality to what you can see. A lot of times we do that, and uh, um, that is not always bad, but I think that um, sometimes understanding that there is some, there is uh, more to reality. This, this, is, this is not real. We're kind of, I look at it as kind of like being in a, in a ball fish bowl and we're looking out and we can only see what really is inside and everything else out there is kind of strange and we don't understand it. But, uh, but there is a lot out there and I believe that God, well, this, I think this is proof of that. And uh, also just to believe in the impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank those of you who are listening and for spending time with us as we explore the question, is the spirit realm real? I hope you've enjoyed the show. Be sure to join us next time as we explore another challenging topic from a Christian worldview. But until then, I encourage you to make every effort to keep your walk hardcore. See you soon. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at Hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hardcore Christianity is produced by KTF Productions. Thanks for listening and God bless.